0: Hey, what's up, Litecoin fam? Another good week. We had another Twitter Spaces. Um, Right now, these are the best things I have the ability to do is conduct these. I want to do more in the future, but it's just a, a time limit. So one thing I did do this week is I tried to cut this up a little bit into some more pieces. It got to be another long one. I know most of the other podcasts have been three hours plus, and that can be kind of daunting when you're looking at what do I want to listen to when one of them is, you know... Uh, three hours long, frankly, you kind of opt for a different one. So um, what I did is I took kind of the meat of this one, which is about an hour and a half. We talked a little bit about kind of using the coin again, how that leads to reliability. And the more you use it, the more you have faith in it. And that's really going to come through in the way you talk about Litecoin, the way you feel about it. If I'm using this thing on a regular basis, it means something to me and I'm going to trust it completely. Uh, We talked about what are some ideas for the future. Um, I'll admit I kind of dominated that part of the conversation. I brought up a thought that really stemmed from uh, Charlie Lee had this idea after El Salvador adoption was some sort of physical Bitcoin or physical Litecoin. And how would that work and would that be possible? Again, we kind of just throw the idea around, brainstorm the idea a bit. And then um, we talk a little bit about mining. There's somebody that... Comes up and is new to mining and just has some questions about it. I give kind of my experience with it and some of the other people describe their experience. And then we talk about markets and, and pretty much end there. So uh, enjoy this one. There's going to be a second half to it as well that we'll put up probably around the same time. And uh, enjoy. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Before we jump into that, because I had a couple, oh, here's a couple things I did want to talk about this week. So we were talking about, um, fuck, what were we talking? Some other with using the coins, right? Transactions, like you said, it's it's a coin that's usable. And I was thinking today about, you know, we we often talk about using it, right? Go out, spend it, reuse it. And so last week, after our conversation about NFTs and all this metaverse shit, one of the things that came up was the pay play to earn, which is this new thing with video games. You can like, I don't know, you jump onto this site, you stake some coins, you play a game, you earn some coins. And I was moving this, I had this, I put just I had a little bit of this thing called wax protocol. I went out there, I started playing with it. At the end it just seemed kind of stupid. I wasn't all I don't have time to sit around and look at it. But I thought, you know, I'm actually sitting here using this thing like there's a, like here's a coin that I can see people they're actually engaging with it it's not just sitting in a cold storage wallet mm, and I'm
1: not, sure, I'm not sure about that though
0: oh well, uh, just just go with me on this just so okay. mentally I felt like well this is a real thing like this has it becomes much more real when I go well hey here I'm actually using the fucking thing I'm not just sitting on it right and I think that when you Like, there's just more of a connection to it when you actually use it. And so, all this stuff we talk about, you know, use the coin, use the coin. I think that leads to the usage, really leads to this trust in it. Like, the more you use a coin, I see the more transactions you put through, the more often it comes out on the other side over and over and over again. You get that sense of this, you know, I, my faith in this thing grows and grows and grows. And what's weird about these systems is that, yes, they're all trustless systems, right? They're designed by computer, you know, computer code and mathematics to work. Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and Monero and Vertcoin, all these coins, they work. And we know they'll all work. But at the same time, if you don't use them, your faith in them isn't going to be nearly what it is if you use them all the time. And so... I think the more we keep, I just want to reiterate, the more we use it, the more people see you use the coins, the more you trust it, the more they're going to trust it. And you're going to, it's going to come through in the way you talk about it. Like, hey, this thing works. Like you can look your friend dead in the eye and be like, dude, I use this thing every day. It works. It's 100% reliable. Where if a Bitcoiner is like, well, yeah, I stick, it's on my exchange or it's sitting in my cold storage. Well, I don't ever really use it they're maybe not going to have as much faith in their network, even though it's Bitcoin, even though we all know Bitcoin works. So, just so the usage leads to that trust, that faith, which means people are going to consistently use it. And also leads to stability of hopefully long-term stability, of the price, because people actually are just in and out of it all the time. So I just was kind of realizing that the reliability leads to the trust. And even though, and you can't have a scarce asset just to be scarce. You have to trust it as well. So that's my thing to start the show. <laughs> Half hour in. What do you guys think?
2: I totally agree with
1: that. Charlie Lee was always saying to support the network, use Litecoin. Use the coin. He always said that everywhere. That's true. Like, he knows. <laughs> Sorry, knows. And that's why all these people are, are, are working on the wallets. How do how people gonna use it? Really, yeah. really important. Because yeah, but- what what are you seeing? In those other projects are computers playing with each other, like like a video game. Yeah, that's my agree. my view. Like it's my view. Well,
0: yeah. that maybe maybe
1: maybe we think that we are transacting with real people, but maybe we're not. So
0: yeah, those transactions, you know, the transactions are up. The transaction, the median transaction, meaning like how much is it usually worth? Is only at 125 bucks. The fee is under is a tenth of a penny right now. Median transaction fee, and it's gonna get lower once MimbleWimble comes along. I mean, yeah, like you guys are saying, all this stuff is is just heading in the right direction. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: Need, it, it. This
0: we just need patience. So let me ask you this: Let's say the price did stabilize. Let's say we got to a point where we reach whatever it is. Let's say it's two hundred dollars is the price in. We get enough time under our belt that okay, it's going to increase by five percent a year or something like that, or whatever ten percent something. It's going to basically be an inflation-resistant asset. The longer that stability comes
1: in, we have we are like two hundred percent a year,
0: right well, now. I understand that, but I'm saying like once stability sets in, because right now like I feel really good about it. I feel <laughs> yeah. really good. Like I I I'll put in a ton of assets into crypto. And it's just a matter of time before I flip the switch and I'm living all crypto. It's more just the inconvenience factor than anything right now, right? But once you once you feel comfortable enough with the asset, you're just like, I'm in. I got it all day, every day. Like that's, that's the point where we got to get people to over time, right? Is to abandon the dollar. So I don't know. Uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. That's my speech to you guys, I guess. And then another thing to talk about that I thought was just a brainstorm. Somebody asked today. He might be in here. um, If you could have one thing, once MimbleWimble's Wimble's done, what's the next thing you want to see Litecoin strive to achieve? So I'll put that to you guys all. Anybody want to come up and ask you? I said... I still think Charlie's idea of a physical, a physical representation of Litecoin, somehow finding a way that you can have a physical asset and it's tradable in person, almost like cash, would be a huge achievement in the third world. No transaction fees, no on-chain transaction, just a physical passing of a Essentially like a paper wallet where people can scan the wallet. They know that it has the value in that wallet. So you don't have to – you can verify it on the spot. And you don't need to actually use the blockchain. You can just hand over the wallet.
1: So you're talking about a layer to solution?
0: No. I'm talking about like an open dime.
1: Where like a quarter
0: or like like a dollar, like like a bill. It could be whatever. Could be it could be whatever. That's what I mean. I don't know that it needs to be it could be like a plastic card. It could be some sort of I'm just that's what I'm saying. I think that would be I'm working
1: I'm working on the POS industry. Cash is going like
0: extinct. Well so let's say you could walk into let's say it was a bill, right? And it's one dollar worth of, I mean, whatever. We'll call it a hundred Litoshis or photons, whatever we're gonna call it. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and there's a QR code, and on the QR code is you can scan the address. So the the vendor could verify there were there are a hundred Litoshis on there. The problem with my idea right now is that you can copy QR codes, right? So it'd have to be like, how do you, I don't know, protect that in some way. But um, I also thought about this in El Salvador. Like right now, Bitcoin has no traffic in the mempool. So while fees are low, if you created wallets that were super small values. So let's say we're at 100 Satoshis right now for the fee. The transaction fee, build a bunch of 100, some, you know, some guys rich and is willing to give to this cause, create a bunch of 100 Satoshi wallets. And over time, if fees go up at all, it'll be literally impossible to take the money off of there because the fee will outpace the value of the wallet. Does that make sense? These are just brainstorms I've had. So it would be it would be economically impossible, economically unfeasible to drain these wallets. So you'd have a permanent wallet that could never be transacted with digitally. It could only be passed around physically. That'd be the only way to actually transmit the value from one person to another.
1: That's that's the uh the keywords
0: the seeds. yep oh you could import well could you can you import a wallet with no transaction fee
3: um so yeah that's like goes into nft stuff like with the name service you know like you can transfer a whole profile with nfts all different kinds of assets as a whole
0: well i understand that i understand that but what i'm talking about is the stress the transaction stress on the blockchain when you get to a point, indigos he's in the crowd. He knows all about the limitations of the block space. And the less um, information, the, the fewer transactions we have to put on that blockchain, the better. It's better for everybody. It keeps fees down. It makes transactions faster. Confirmations come faster. And I'm just wondering if, if you had a physical asset that you knew... Represented a scarce asset. Would you accept that? You know what I'm saying? Does this make any sense? Am I totally losing everybody here?
1: <laughs> like, like minting, like minting U.S. dollars into Bitcoin or into Litecoin. That's what you're saying. Um, I think,
3: I think no, so. No, no, no. But it's no, not
1: a paper no. asset. He's using anything <laughs> as an asset.
0: What, what I'm saying is that whatever that asset is, that paper asset needs to be tied to a, an address on the blockchain. Like to check the value of an address doesn't cost anything. You can look at the address on the blockchain and see, oh, this has a Litecoin attached to it. So I know I'm giving, bug, I'm, I'm giving bug, you the walk.
1: Huh? With a bug in the code. That's why No, no, I don't think what I'm not
0: saying.
1: So if you give me you a paper
0: wallet... we have a boggle wallet. You give me a paper wallet, right? If you hand if I'm your friend, and you go, "Hey, here's 5 Litecoin and it's on a paper wallet." And I scan the public address. I can it'll I'll know it has 5 Litecoin on it. I don't need to trust you. I don't need to know who you are. I'll take the piece of paper because I've scanned the address and I know 100% that address has 5 Litecoin on it.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, you to, can to develop important. the
3: QR codes to equal different totals and send out a product with that QR code. It doesn't matter what the product is. Each QR code would have a different value in total. 1s, 5s, 10s, 20s. Yeah, you can do it. You can make it the plastic. You
0: do do anything you want. I can, can gift The idea that, and what the Open Dime does is it obscures the private address. And only when you actually break... Uh, the seal on an open dime, you can then see the private address and you could import it somewhere else. But once you do that, it becomes obvious to anybody else so they know that, okay, this thing's been basically emptied and corrupted so I won't accept it. You get what I'm saying? So if we could physically use these things instead of having to always use the blockchain, because I said this last week, if you go into a store, and, hey, you shop there every week, and when you use a credit card, you're putting your card in to communicate with a server somewhere else and have all these intermediaries get involved when you're standing right in front of the person. And the same thing with the Litecoin network. Why, why put the stress on the Litecoin network when you could sit, stand in front of the guy and just hand it to him, and he gets the coins. He doesn't need to put any stress on the addresses. Do you get know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying it's. I'm saying this that's, is what I would like them to work on. Said, I'm not saying it exists. I'm saying that's, I that's want, why I
1: say it 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 is exists. You can have the seeds from a wallet, right? The and private give it to keys. somebody,
0: yeah. You're you're handing over the private keys,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: And so, how do we do that in a way that could actually be mass adopted, and that people like would actually... cut. <laughs> like a gift card or something, right? Well, and if people if people started to not choose to actually import the coins, like you don't like. I don't need to pull the coins off this asset. I'll just keep it in my pocket for a later date and give it to somebody else. You know. So if it's a RFI, you know, if it's some, so let's say, let's say it's a plastic card that looks like a credit card,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's worth one Litecoin, and. I can just hand, you know, I get it and I go, well, why bother putting it on chain and putting it in my Litecoin wallet? I'll just keep it in my pocket. And then when I go to the store, I'll hand it to the next guy and he'll, he'll understand that it's worth one Litecoin. And we all have the option to pull it off chain or off onto our cold storage if we want, but we don't have to. And then maybe there's this like semi cash system. I'm thinking way long term, or I'm thinking like El Salvador. Again, world
1: countries, right? Again, because somebody, somebody is going to want to put it in their wallet.
0: Okay, so, the, the so when they do that. To, so when it, they do that,
1: happens.
0: yeah, fair enough. So, Bagamas, you mm-hmm. give it to me, or you give me the card, and you've you've already pulled off that coin. I mm-hmm. scan the public address on that card, and there's no coins in it. So I go, well, I'm not taking this. You know what I'm saying?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So I can check the value to confirm that you're not trying to scam me. That's all that's my that's my answer to the question of what do you want next after M Web. What do you guys
6: want? Uh hey, it's uh Light Coin Pat here. How's it going, everybody? Um I like the idea, the open dime and everything, but um if you actually physically lose that open dime and if no one finds it, like it gets buried and you can't find it or you know, it goes in the ocean. It's gone forever, so it's kind of high stakes. And um, you know, when you True. when they lose cash, when they when they lose cash, U.S. dollars, well, it's pretty just pretty easy to just print it up again and replace it. So I think the the high stake nature of actually losing that open dime is just too is just too great of a, of a risk to to use like every day. So. I kind of like open dimes but I don't see them being a, a major factor long term just because it's too risky it's too risky to have something off chain and you physically lose it and then you get pissed off cuz it's gone for good and it's well, what perfect. if it's like you know what if it's just you know
0: 500 litoshis you know if it's just a really small amount so it's like a dollar or 50 cents or a quarter.
6: Yeah, I, I like the idea. Like, I've never, I'm never gonna lose my uh, cold storage wallet. I just think like, if you're using them in mass, like from me to a stranger, from a stranger to here, if you're using them like cash, I just think it's, I don't know, maybe it could work. I just think it's, um, I don't think it's, uh, I just don't think it's what what we're excited about because it's, you know, it's more. I, I get what you're. It's a bearer asset. It, it it's definitely like a bearer asset, and I like it. But um, you know, if we're gonna go digital, handing over a, a, a USB stick—I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it playing out very positively.
7: I like where he's going with it, but um, it's Johnny Litecoin guys. By the way, um, I like where he's going with it, but I feel like in the future like we always say there's going to be no no cash no cash right there's always going to be cash it's just not going to be cash as we know it today it's not going to be cash with dead presidents on it that are just pieces of paper it's going to be cash with qr codes on it so when the government sends people in the future their universal basic income which we know is going to come um when they start sending people universal basic income, we say, hey, they'll do this through a digital currency. What about people that can't use it? They're not tech savvy. There's a learning curve, yada, yada, yada. How do they, how do they interact in this type of society? Well, they're going to use a digital currency version of cash. It's going to be a paper wallet. They're going to hand it to the clerk. The clerk is going to scan it. Rip it up, throw it away, and then give them back some type of voucher or some type of something that gives them their, um, their their change or whatever. So it's not cash that circulates around in the system, but it's cash people can use. So they still have that cash experience. Clerk scans it, rips it up, and throws it away. And I think what will happen is this will happen on some type of second layer. Like you'll see lightning cash or something like that um and um because obviously yeah you don't want this stuff going down on on the layer one the litecoin fees are cheap right now as the blocks get more full we know that the fees will not be as cheap so we know as mass adoption comes that you know the on-chain fees will will rise um so i think this will definitely happen on some type of layer two is that's how i'd see it but
8: I agree. I think it'll be a layer two. The way you presented that work, that uh, process makes sense. You know, let's say it's like a gold certificate, but in a digital era in many ways where let's say I go to a bank who will essentially issue this Litecoin certificate or Bitcoin certificate uh, in whatever denominations of uh, Satoshis or Litoshis. Um, I go to wherever I use it wherever I want, like, you know, a retailer. I spend the money. And then uh, they give me back that change, which would still be an on-chain transaction, or it could be on the second layer. Um, and that could either go into your wallet address, or if it's on the second layer, if you're using the bank into your account with that second layer solution.
0: Yeah, the, um, the only thing I saw that was like risky risky in what I said is like you could you know, you know, could print a paper wallet and then make 100 copies of it. So you give out 100 Copies of the same wallet. They're all going to scan it. It's all. They're all going to see that these paper pieces of paper. Only one person's going to get to actually import that wallet,
7: you right? But as as soon as it's spent at that point of purchase, the clerk, you could actually you could drop this right into a point of sale system right now. You could build out an app, drop it into like um, any one of these point of sale systems, and at the point of sale, you get a pay button that comes up. It scans that QR code. It scrapes that paper wallet. And it takes whatever is off of there. So, yeah, you're right. That's actually the advantage of the paper wallet though, over regular cash. Regular cash, if you lose um, some $100 bills, you're screwed. Yeah, the government can print more of them up. But you yourself that lost them are screwed. I mean, I remember be- being a little kid. I lost I lost like 500 bucks one summer and it was like my money I made all summer. i was freaking devastated, right? Yeah. So with with paper wallets, if you have backup copies, that is an advantage now for the user. You could stash your cash, I guess, in different spots and not travel around with it. Yeah, or- could you
0: could you um can you link like five public addresses or you know as many as you want? to one private uh, key, you know what I mean? Like, um, so if my seed phrase, let's say I have one seed phrase, yeah, I can have one seed phrase in like 20 public wallets out of that one seed
7: phrase, right? Well, yeah, because a lot of the wallets yeah. are, are what's called um, hierarchical, like deterministic and it, it'll keep creating a new... Um, um, it'll keep creating a new address each time. So you're going to have just your one seed phrase going to keep creating. Like even, even Light Wallet works that way. But uh, you could also, too, I could also envision this happening using some type of multi sig technology where a company might see a lot of the innovation. People get mad. They're like, oh, like, you know, why is Litecoin not doing this or this? Thing. I'm like, Litecoin's a freaking decentralized blockchain. Like, like, what do you like? Look for the companies to do the innovating, not not a decentralized like like blockchain itself. Make sure there's going to be innovation on Litecoin, but we need to look for the companies that are involved in crypto. They're going to do a lot of the innovating. So I could see a company come along and say, "Hey, we like this idea. You know what? We're going to have it be above board." Where the governments won't come in and shut them down, they'll do some type of AML KYC, whatever yada 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 stuff they got to do. Right? This company does that. They make it all compliant, and they almost could use some type of multi sig technology. They probably need money in some type of treasury, but they could. You could probably almost build out this little cash ecosystem, utilizing some type of like paper wallet or. Technology, similar to you know something kind of along the lines like an open dime, where people could run around this cash experience, a company's kind of insuring it all, and yada yada. So I can see that happening too.
0: Yeah, some sort of like again, we might be getting really deep into this, but if you were to have like a primary device that had a public wallet, and then they were they were rotating some sort of secondary. Like two two FA feature, so in order to access it, only one person who actually held that rotating key that changed every two seconds or whatever would be able to access that particular public wallet. Rather than so, if anybody copied your public address, it wouldn't matter. All right, I'm not. Yeah, there's going to be. That's what I mean. That I there's somebody who's much smarter than me that can that will figure this out. I hope, and. So this all came from when Charlie said during El Salvador, hey, we should have a physical Bitcoin. And all the Bitcoiners mocked him for it. It was like, well, you guys don't – you're not as smart as Charlie, so don't mock Charlie because <laughs> <laughs> he'll figure this out. <laughs> all right, we've had a lot of people jump up here. Uh, Indigo came up and – uh, popped. It. I think, oh, too, ahead,
7: Charlie's brothers kind of um... – thinking along these lines too with that whole ballet um, wallet yeah. thing that he has. I mean that, if you think about it, the whole idea behind that is you're giving somebody something physical. Um, you don't have to go through any process of downloading a wallet. So that's, you know, that, that, those are cool as well. And it's not exactly what you're talking about, but it's at least
0: along those lines. Well, and some of this, some of this does go back to the fungibility factor, right? If you don't, if, one of the hard things to be would be, let's say you're using what Bobby Lee, like you just mentioned, uh, you receive some coins from somebody and you assume, hey, they're good to go. But if they've been tracked and they're linked to somebody that is under some kind of investigation, you you could potentially get, you know, blacklisted somehow. Right. That's
7: why businesses that accept and exchanges they run like a compliance layer kind of thing on top of. The blockchain. Um, It's called one of them, it's called like chain analysis. There's others like block cipher. There's a few of them. And basically, what that does scans the transaction for nefarious activity, dark net markets, gambling sites, um, whatever sanctions lists that they put out. And then basically, it runs a quick scan tells you yay or nay, is your coin good or not? So as long as it passes through that, you're good. Any business that's taken a large payment, unfortunately they they wouldn't want to take just raw Litecoin on on chain. They would want to take it through a service that offers that compliance layer just because they would know it wasn't a tainted coin. Um, Hopefully Mimblewimble can solve some of that problem where my hope is that we can make a lot of this bullshit irrelevant that they put out there. In other words, like I'm in the payments business, I always had to deal with AML KYC, right? And you know, to be honest with you, it's a you know, it's a lot of it, You know, it's a lot of it's a crock of shit. It makes the makes it worse for the good people, and it makes it easier for criminals to do what they're trying to do. It doesn't make, doesn't make things any safer. Right. But, but for whatever reason, they put this whole BS out there and, you know, they got people thinking that, Oh my God, AML KYC is, is going to keep us all safe. My attitude is let's just make that shit irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. We'll keep doing AML KYC. Yeah. We'll do it till we're blue in the face. You know what? We built another system and it's freaking irrelevant. Let's look at this AML KYC like it's um, like it's rules for a typewriter. And then you would build a computer and a smartphone and you're laughing and they're like, We're enforcing <laughs> these rules for the typewriter. It's like, listen, you jerk offs we're already on a smartphone. <laughs>
0: Dude, you should have been here last week. This was uh, So I, I put up two I put up the last two. I've been really late on this. Up on the podcast, so one of them was I. I used your name, Johnny. I hope you're all right with that. I'm but cool our mobile, with it, man. our mobile wallet discussion from the 17th when we went into that quite a bit. And last week we that was a lot of what we talked about last week is basically bypassing the system, right? Just, just like why do you need? I don't want to get too far into it, but like you know, the idea of eventually people being able to teach a course. Some guy from, you know, uh, India is a genius in economics, he can conduct a course and anybody in the world can take it and he can get paid for it. And as soon as we start recognizing um some of these courses, like, like let's say it's, you know, I use Jordan Peterson as an example. He does a sociology course. You go to get a job and they recognize him as being a valid course. And you say, Yeah, I can validate that I passed this course and this course and this course. The colleges are done. It's over. Like, the, there will be no reason to go to college if you can go get the same level of uh, respect or validity from a non-accredited university, right? But that goes to what you're saying. We're just going to bypass the system. We're going to go, you're, you're making rules for colleges. We're not going to bother with college anymore. You're making rules for cash. We're just going to not use cash. So, it, it's cool. Exactly,
7: because it's like, you know, like, people want to fight the stuff. And I'm like, I'm a stickler like in the payments world for this AML KYC. I tell people, and this is, this is what they fucking want. Like, sorry to be swearing if there's kids in the room, but this is what they fucking want. I'm like, I got to follow the rules. I'm like, but let me explain to you why this is a bad system. Why Litecoin's the answer, why Bitcoin's the answer. So as I'm being a stickler, I'm red-pilling or, you know, I guess orange-pilling people in the Bitcoin world about Bitcoin, why we need to build a better system. And people are like, oh, my God, yeah, well, the government wants you guys getting all this info. I'm like, yep, they think it's safe that companies collect all this information on you. I'm like, do you think that keeps you safe? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I don't think it does either, but that's what they want us to get. So I'm sorry. We have to get all this information on you.
0: Hey, I'm gonna bring up uh, a couple people in waiting. Nick,
2: Columbia. What's going on, guys? I'm just listening right now. I honestly have nothing to offer to the conversation. <laughs> nothing at all. That's, don't sell yourself short. I'm sure you. <laughs> hey, Nick.
7: We're ha- we're happy to have you in here, man. Just to, uh,
2: Johnny Litecoin. What's going on? Now, you know what? I actually wanted to backtrack a little bit because I heard you guys talking a little bit about college and stuff like that. This is just something that kind of came into my mind. Do you ever think maybe in the near future they're gonna? I mean, I don't even know if universities have already started this, but you think there's ever gonna offer maybe courses on cryptocurrency and stuff? Because I would, I would join uh, Professor yes. Johnny Lycoins' class. It's already happening.
3: Yes, it's already happening. One hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe who, I got to Who was saying
0: last week that like uh, uh that Sailor? Sailor? Or, yeah, was it Sailor has a a class he's offering for free, and then the state of Delaware or something was. Yeah, to Mike, to court Michael, Saylor,
6: was... Michael Saylor has a free app. You can download it. It's got a bunch of Bitcoin stuff on there. Also, Pomp has a, fr- uh, not a free, but you got to pay. I think it's reasonable. I think like $1,000 just to give you all the basics. And if you want to get some, I don't know, accreditation, Pomp has a rather kind of cheap uh, course. So it's already out there. It already exists. Uh, one, one thing about uh, Mimble Wimble I wanted to touch on, does uh I know CoinJoin exists for uh Bitcoin? Does anybody yep. know if there's a CoinJoin for Litecoin? We're talking about tainted coins and washing away your history. Okay, is so, there a CoinJoin for for Litecoin? Because I know Mimblewimble Wimble will solve some of that, but I'm just wondering if there's one for Litecoin.
0: There was. I don't think you got a lot of usage. I will tell you this: if you have a chance, you know I'm not trying to pump our own episodes here, but our second episode we're on Litecoin Underground on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And whatever it was about a month ago, we did one with uh, David Burkett, who cre- who's implementing MimbleWimble, and he went through it. And one of the things that stuck out to me is it's MimbleWimble is a coin join. It is if everybody uses it, or you know, if a lot of people are using it, all your coins go into these extension blocks, and the longer they stay in there, the less tied to you they become. And that's what he basically said. He said, it's like one massive coin join. Your coins get mixed up and they come out the other side. And so I would say, no, we don't currently have one that's very active if we do. But Mimblewimble will be immensely better.
7: I I think um, Wasabi Wallet has CoinJoin built into it. And um, Litecoin's integrated into Wasabi Wallet. Um, oh, is it now? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, personally, I would be careful using CoinJoin because um, a lot of exchanges and stuff will flag stuff that they see came from a CoinJoin. When it's on MimbleWimble, obviously it'll be a lot better because it's um, it's a CoinJoin like feature that's built into the protocol itself, and that's different than hey, these coins came from like a CoinJoin service. So, I would just throw that out there for people that um. Just be careful using it. Um, I would just wait and use something like Mimble Wimble personally.
0: Rage forty two, you've been waiting here, bud. What's up? Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, you're new. What's what's
2: good? How you doing? uh,
5: Good. How you Um, doing? (laughs) How you doing? doing Hey. are you I'm doing? Are you been? All right. We got okay. We
0: got way. We got way too many New Jersey people. No offense to you, New Jersey. <laughs> I'm not I'm not from New Jersey. Not you. I think Nick, Nick's from somewhere over I'm there. I'm
2: from. So, um, I'm I'm from the Bronx originally. Uh, ah, yeah. Johnny. Close Chris enough. He's
7: not from New Jersey. It's like, it's like you, you 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 can hit a freaking golf ball the Jersey from the Bronx.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, forget about it. Right? It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's
5: like, uh,
0: forget about the it. Appalachians.
5: <laughs> is <what> I'll say. <laughs> There you go. All right. What's up? Yo, yeah. 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 I just, if you guys, I just want to know if you guys do any, um, mining. I do, um, merge mining. I bought a gold shell, um, mini Doge, uh, miner and I merge mine Litecoin and Dogecoin. Um, it's fine. Like it's not, I'm not saying that's like, it's not a uh, great as in regards to profitability. There's probably a lot of, uh, GPU, mi- uh, mining system rigs that, that are a lot more profitable. Um, but I was looking into other like, uh, ant miners, uh, for for merge mining uh, Litecoin and Doge, and just if you guys had any thoughts about that, I've done some research. I have some in mind, but I just wanted to know what you guys, if you guys you do know, that. I have in the past. What it, what it, is it called? A gold shell? Yeah. Is so it... I have one one brand that I that I bought just just for fun and just to try it out because it was just easier. It's called an, uh, it's called Gold Shell Mini Doge uh, Miner, and it um, I merge mine uh litecoin and doge uh and i do it on the uh uh, litecoinpool.org uh because they got like a uh yeah Yeah, pps and it's zero so i was like okay we'll just go with that so i've just been trying that out it's it's fine like it'll be good if like say litecoin goes back up to its highs and dogecoin also then it'll be really profitable but for now it's just like whatever um it's just for fun. you know i would tell you that's a great place to start
0: I'm, I'm actually just looked it up real quick dip your toe in the water that's what i'll tell you you'll learn from it it depends on your electricity rate frankly like if you're paying six cents a kilowatt hour which is extremely rare you're probably able to make money if you're paying 12 to 15 or more you're you're not being profitable yeah i have, I have solar
5: package. panels too but yeah um i have solar it covers the um the cost of it um but yeah, it's not like the most profitable per watt usage. Like, like I said, there's other like GPU systems. Like, if I were to mine ETH or something like that, it'd be a lot yeah, better. Yeah,
0: you you would want to go to an ant mine. I mean, the GPUs with Litecoin are not profitable at all. So you would want to be oh one yeah of the A6, the L3
5: plus plus that's, probably that's right what I was now looking is at still next. profitable. Yeah, the I, L3 I mean, plus plus, but I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on that yet. But it's 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 like three times the it's it's less efficient on the um on the uh like uh per per watt it's less efficient but yeah. it's three times the payout compared to mini doge um compared to the cost.
0: Well the like, the efficiency is what matters to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um and there's the new L seven which is like a thirteen thousand dollar machine right now.
5: Yeah, yeah. I didn't want here's my
0: advice to you. Wow. Because I, after the last bull run, I bought machines like in February of 18 and I used Litecoin to buy them, but when the bear market came, they were very unprofitable to the point where yeah. just shut them down. Didn't make any right, sense. Right, right, right. And I just held the machines and me and my buddy said, well, we'll just, because we all went together on them. We said, we'll just wait until the next bull run to sell them because I mean, they were down, I paid like 1200 bucks for a machine and it was a hundred bucks for the machine plus the power supply. I mean, it became worth almost nothing. Yeah. And then once the new bull run came, they all shot back up again. So I would tell you, get the newest machine, but don't get it now. Wait until whatever hype is. I mean, maybe we are in a bear market. I don't know, but don't buy them when everybody's excited to buy machines. When everybody's selling the
5: machines, that's when you buy them. Right. (laughs) And
0: when everybody's buying them, that's when you sell them.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's like, it's like, um, you know, and that's what I was worried about. Like if, yeah, it just, it's a lot of it's speculation to a price. Like, so say, cause I see some, there's some catalyst for Doge, um, in the coming year. Um, so that's why I had this mind and I think Litecoin would actually carry on that because of just being on the script, uh, algorithm. I think it would, it would catch some of that. Um, but so I was like, okay, maybe if I, go now but then of course you know we could crash even harder from here so and it could all just you know my machines could go down 50% in price and then I'll be like fuck so yeah I, I don't know
0: right. I, I would say just dip your toe in the water what I found because I and anybody else has Satoshi you're stepping up here but had uh, has done it when I did it on, at a large scale it was somewhat profitable and I'm talking I had like 15 machines and not not like 100 oh, wow. but, yeah, yeah. but it was I'm putting in a thousand dollars in electricity and I'm getting like eleven hundred dollars worth of Litecoin out. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, you know, this massive return. But back then Doge sucked. So maybe right now it's different. But I would just say you're gonna you're gonna gain more in what you learn by doing it than you are necessarily in the coins you gain. Mm -hmm. I've learned unless you're all into like the not the the one big advantage that you get clean coins. You get non KYC coins. That's a one one advantage that if you're into the privacy thing,
5: can can you, you kind of do... elaborate into that more? I actually don't. Well, understand.
0: Well, when you win, when you set up a wallet with Ant Pool, or I'm sorry, with Litecoin Pool, and you are rewarded for your mining, they just get deposited straight to that wallet. There's your name is not attached to those coins. Nothing about you is attached to those coins at all. Where, if you buy them on an exchange, they're attached to your name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Satoshi. Hey, out. hey, hey out. I uh,
4: just found, okay, so check this out. I literally just got in the house from a, a Bitcoin mining uh, meetup at Capacity. And so I learned a bunch of cool stuff that I thought I would share. Take it, take it for that, you know, whatever. But, First thing he said that I thought was pretty cool was, unless it's screaming loud and killing your electric bill, it's probably not doing a lot, right? And that's <clears throat> that makes sense to me. You talk about efficiencies and so forth, but at, at the core of it, keep in mind this was about Bitcoin, right? Um, number two that I thought was pretty cool, a lot of the hardware out there now that I'm about to explain, not explain, but it's kind of scammy, so I'm not advising anyone to do this, but... They, there there there's like a next generation of miners that incorporates the heat into water heaters and like useful things. So in theory, mining is not going away and any investment that you make in something today is probably going to pay off over time. Like the, the trends are just to incorporate more and more mining into everyday things. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's almost like Would you rather take your cash and just buy the coins right now? You like, know, they, hey. so they talked about that. They really did. And, uh, the, the sentiment was from their experience and this kid's name is, uh, uh Rod something. And I don't know, they're all associated with Bitcoin magazine, but he said they, they weren't selling anything. It was a free event. Like they, they're not pushing, trying to get, get your money or scam you. He basically said, that same argument it's so much easier just to buy it at the lows and and everybody told him you know don't mine it you're wasting your time you know there's fire hazards and he goes once i started doing it there's no turning back like i'm about to open a hundred acre or not hundred acre hundred unit mining farm like they're all crazy about it and it, it made a lot of sense and the point i'm trying to make is i'm not advising anyone on anything but I don't think the trend is going away. Number one, that's with Bitcoin. And with Litecoin, there's your speculative bet. But from everything I know about Litecoin and all the integrations and all the custody chains, it's Litecoin's there across the step. So, to invest in Litecoin mining, I don't it's not as risky as it sounds. I've got I got a couple. I wish I had more.
0: Yeah, my, my, well, yeah, I think in the next, I keep thinking there's going to be a bear market. Maybe it won't come. But once prices of miners come down, I do want to get back into it. Cause I did like it. I like the idea of you have a literally a money printing machine sitting in your basement or whatever. It's like a cash, it's unbelievable when you think about it. It's like, why would I not want to be a part of this? It's the well, most amazing told in history.
4: You, in the last few years, everybody told you mining Litecoin was stupid. And I kept it going and not a big operation. But in hindsight, uh, all those people were wrong. So, and I'll shut up.
2: (laughs) I just wanted to go back real quick because I know you guys have been kind of going back and forth between bull markets, bear markets, all that good stuff. I follow a bunch of crypto influencers. One in particular, I'm going to assume that everybody's pretty familiar with BitBoy Crypto, who keeps talking about this You know, big run that we're going to get into December, into the first quarter of uh, 2022, and that, you know, Bitcoin is going to reach these crazy all-time highs. And I see the comparisons all the time with Bitcoin and Litecoin, like, you know— Bitcoin being gold and Litecoin being the silver to bitcoin's gold where do we see um I know you know you can't really make any predictions like with this kind of stuff but where do we see Litecoin coming in in these like bull markets slash bear markets because you know everyone's not really even too sure whether we're in a bear market or whether we're in a bull market so I just wanted to kind of see what everyone's opinion was on that like if we see you know Litecoin following suit with Bitcoin or if we see things
7: kind of slowing down from here 2023. Is going to be Litecoin's year. That's the next halving. I think personally, we could be going... I think personally, the markets, all markets look rough right now. We could be in for what I'm calling a deflationary spike event at some point. That's going to trigger what I feel like is some type of hyperinflationary period. And 2023 is set set up for... Like in basketball, and someone's throwing that alley oop to the big man, Litecoin's gonna be ready to uh, do the old slam dunk. So that's what I would. That's kind of what I would play. Um, that's what I'm kind of playing myself personally. What's so. your
0: time frame,
7: Nick?
2: Uh, as far as what, just when the bull, when this so-called bull run might like end or? Uh, no,
0: like personally, what are you? What are your goals? What are you trying to achieve?
2: Uh, well, right. So right now, I'm in I'm in Ethereum. I'm in Litecoin. Uh, I was in Doge briefly in Bitcoin, but uh, mostly Ethereum and Litecoin. Honestly, I'm looking to you know, I really I, I want to hold Litecoin long term. Right now, I've been kind of you know, I guess you could say day trading uh, Ethereum, but I've been accumulating a lot of Litecoin. And my goal really is to accumulate. I want to get to around like oh, like over a hundred. Litecoin, and I want to hold that until we get to like some, you know, serious all time highs.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, my, I mean, somebody interrupt me or speak differently. My, my ultimate philosophy is that Bitcoin and Litecoin are going nowhere primarily because of these mining networks. And the older they get, the more sound they get, the more, the more trust they gain as time goes on. And so, the asset only gets harder and more secure and more sound over time. In ten years, I don't know what the price is going to be. I don't care what the price is going to be. It's a US, I'm not me- I'm measuring in US dollars like I'm going to have my Litecoin. So I know that I'm like in a different world. I don't like to talk about price too much. But that's you have to look at it that if you're a you know, you sound like a younger guy. In ten years, dude, yeah, long, yeah, a lot of life to live. You keep stacking. The short-term action will freak you out, but the long-term plan, you're going to be fine. You keep stacking Bitcoin, Litecoin, you're going to have no worries. All right, I got Rage wants to hop in. Go ahead,
2: buddy. Thank
5: you, I appreciate that. Hey, I'm going to hop into another space. I just wanted to say thank you for your insights. I appreciate it. Damn, we're not I have,
0: entertaining enough.
5: I, I have another question. Yeah, no, no, no. I I had a space scheduled uh, to meet up with my buddy. So, but no, this has been great. I I, I want to hop into another one later. You guys, you guys. I want to spend more time here. I, I just told him I'd go. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Bring him over here. It's fine. I'm listening yeah, to some
0: Wu Tang. You guys want to hear Wu Tang? <laughs> yeah. I'll catch you guys. <laughs> see ya. You can probably barely hear it. Oh, DJ wants to pop up. Go ahead, Bagumas. You pop. What's, may, what's may,
6: I, may
1: I ask about the lack of uh, innovation in the field, though, in the in the mining field? I mean, only, only, oh, it, it's only Bitmain.
0: I wish I had an answer for you.
1: You know what I'm saying.
0: I agree. I don't understand it either. I,
1: I
4: think there have been some attempts. Uh, I, I know a Canadian firm that tried it, and it just. You know, it's it's hard to beat the efficiencies of China and Asia for manufacturing, and they're not interested in Litecoin at the moment. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like. So.
6: Yeah. Hey uh, Satoshi, even was by, there even any? In uh,
4: Bitcoin though, even, can't, if, be,
0: can't beat can't beat slave even labor. In
6: <laughs> 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 was there any discussion about a year ago? There was a big uh, hoopla about you know uh, capturing gas flares and renewable energies, just switching. Instantly to Bitcoin and these renewable energies where there's all these lost, uh, just basically lost energy, easily switching to Bitcoin. Was there much discussion on that? Because that sounded really interesting during when they were talking about that. But I haven't heard much of that lately.
4: I mean, you can go out and see where they're using mining fields to do exactly that now. Not only in the US, anywhere Bitcoin is mined, there is Litecoin right there. You know, it's just it's an easy play. You get a lot of it. It's you know, it it complements the Bitcoin schema. So, yeah, any any kind of technology that you're reading about as far as where Bitcoin is headed, that it is blazing a trail. It's it's blue ocean and it's going places it's never been before. It's changing all the rules. And and Litecoin follows that path. I mean, it just it cannot help but follow that path. And we're seeing more and more of that. And then last week, I don't know if you guys talked about this with the, the looming threat of the sec. Litecoin is not a security and we have smart contracts. You've got all these platforms stacking up behind it and you're going to have some issues with, with the sec. If you're a security.
6: Yeah. That's kind of why I stayed away from mining because I'd rather just buy the coin and, Eventually, you're just going to be competing with these massive players that are capturing gas flares, and I don't know anything about that, so I don't think I'd be in a winning position to compete with mining from my MacBook versus no, these guys. That you're are you're not wrong. I yeah, get you. You're just, not wrong. But however,
4: yeah, from from the frontier, and, and life is going in a way that I I can't tell you where it's going right now. It's it's not as predictable as all. But from the frontier. This is one of the last free economic planes to mine your own Litecoin there is. So you, you may underscore and underplay that eh, I don't I don't count. I don't matter. <laughs> but, but it does. I, I have I have just the smallest little farm. When I say farm, I like to call it a farm. It's really just one plugged in, sometimes two, but I can't handle two, just one. So when I say two, I'm really, I'm really bullshitting you. Um, huh. And yeah, and I mean, if you're in the profit over
6: time and now if I you're got in a the wallet. Profit, you might as well, for sure. Absolutely. I, mean, I didn't yeah. see
4: the wall. I mean, I, I just leave it alone and every once in a while I check it and I go, damn, I get 0.05 Litecoin a day and it freaking adds up over years
2: yeah, that, so, seems, that seems like a lot to me. That's 0.05. Yeah, right. that,
4: that's, uh, L- that does seem high, plus, yeah. plus. And yeah. uh, it's at not for just 4. you know Just
2: plugging it in and not really doing much. 0.05 a day is.
4: Yeah, no, much. I'm happy with it. And Dogecoin has really helped that.
0: Doge it's a, is for, helping it's it. a forced DCA. It's a forced yeah. DCA.
4: What What do you mean
2: when you say that Dogecoin is helping that?
4: Uh, The dual mine. Somebody's talking about the dual. But when Doge became popular, my mining went through the roof.
3: Mm, I was getting paid
4: 0.05 every four days, and then at one point, I was getting that twice a day when the Doge craze hit.
2: Wow, but point zero five every day—that's that's great. Good for you, yeah, man.
4: Yeah, no, right on. One one that the guys make fun of me call because I call it the miner in my closet. And they're like, "What do you have in your closet, Paul?" Um. <laughs> And, you know, it's just it just goes.
3: Yeah, no, that's great.
6: All right, I'm going to hit the bed, but uh, one thing to leave off on. Someone was talking about Bitcoin, Litecoin being like the staple coins, and I absolutely believe that's true. Bitcoin, number one, Litecoin, number two. I see that playing out for the long term. Uh, proof Proof of work is here to stay. And I still think to this day proof of stake is an experiment that could blow up in people's faces. I think Ethereum has proved some things with technology and DeFi made it look, they've made it realize that it's possible. I don't know. I'm still not a big believer in Ethereum. So if that comes out and you just have left these proof of work, Bitcoin, Litecoin, oh my God, the upside to Litecoin is just it's just enormous. If it comes true that proof of work is the only one that's really worth it. Oh my God. Litecoin is just going to absolutely explode.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I've uh, probably jumped back and forth in this in the last few weeks. I've I've decided that like, to me, decentralization and freedom is better than regulation and the state. (laughs) So, There are some, there are definitely some protocols that are still pretty centralized and maybe they should be regulated, but I would prefer that they be allowed to run their course and that the free market play out than to. I mean, it would be beneficial for us all financially if, like, if the SEC came in and said, well, here's these five assets that you're allowed to trade. But that's not how I, I, We're going to make it either way. And I think even 10% decentralization and pulling a little bit of monetary energy or whatever you want to call it, interest away from the centralized entities and from these banks and governments is a good thing. Freedom is a good. And so the more that we have, the better. So I just always want to throw that in because I get the regulation thing and, hey, it might come, but I don't want to wish it. I want that stuff to evolve naturally, right? So, just something to think about. Hey, uh, D-Gen, you've been waiting for a while, man.
8: What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Actually, no, I just wanted to kind of piggyback on an old question from Nick, um, just kind of going on where I see uh, the market going. Yeah. Um, But for me, I mean – I think if you get out of that time frame, that, like, mindset to where I need to make this by this time or I need to really be on my game to watch for the top. Um, I got back in at 217 and I literally bought the top, like, bought Litecoin from about 80 all the way to 300 and then watched it and felt it go all the way down. But I kind of knew that, you know, the space was going to pick up there was bullish news even at the time of the bear market. So it, it seemed like everything was just, you know, slowly going to correct again and then get back that value. But for me, I think the biggest thing that helped me was, you know, just kind of forgetting about like that short term price action. Cause once 219 hit my portfolio, it just, it's, it's never been down since 219 And I think when everyone realizes, you just need to kind of treat Litecoin and Bitcoin more as a store of value and not as like a risky asset like these other, you know, jet coins that we're just kind of throwing in off of a whim, you know, hearing a couple of tips. Like, we honestly know that, you know, they don't have the track record or the foundation that, you know, these other coins have with a little bit more data into them. Um. I think that's kind of the way to go and that's more of the way to think about it. And without having to have any worry, even if we are approaching some, you know, uh, bearish times, it's, it's just holding and being patient, right? There's no one that's ever lost money in this entire cycle. If you just held on long enough. And I think that's pretty powerful to remember if, uh, you know, we ever lose hope or forever kind of just thinking negative that we're not going to make that money back that as long as we hold on, we, we haven't lost anything. And I think within that time, I know with myself, my portfolios, it, it's definitely up since I first started. I've been DCA for this whole time, but uh yeah, it, it, it's, 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 It's something where I think we lose track of and we start getting greedy because we start seeing these new coins, you know, that just start flying out of nowhere that really have no track record. It's frustrating. But then I think we forget again. Well, wait a minute. We're still if we've been, you know, here long enough, we've been up pretty good since even the beginning of this year. But that's it. That that's so true. Cause you
2: see things, you see like stuff like Shiba Inu, or like you know when Doge had that huge explosion, and you got you know guys like us who are holding Litecoin, and you know we, not necessarily that we're you know waiting for that big pop, but you know it, it is like it is kind of like uh, I, I I completely get what you're saying. I completely agree with that because you know you see something like what would happen with like Shiba and Doge, and like you're like, all right, when's this gonna happen with Litecoin? But you know you kind of gotta just. I see what you guys are saying. It's way more long-term than it is short-term. I I agree 100%.
0: It's really hard to watch these things happen. It's really hard to watch something go, Jesus Christ, this coin, that coin, whatever it is. Solana goes up 10x, 20x, and you're just like, you feel like, I mean, it's like this temptation, right? It's almost like you're in a relationship and there's these hot chicks walking around you, hitting on you. (laughs)
5: that's
2: a great analogy yeah
5: well <laughs> you gotta it all go true. through it. i'm
0: in this for the long term like i i've made i've done the math i've looked at everything that's around me and i know i'm certain i'm certain that bitcoin and litecoin are gonna be around that's one thing i know and you have to just stick to that mentality of like those are just different things like I don't get mad I don't get mad at my Litecoin investment when somebody wins the lottery. I go, Well, they won the lottery, right? They played a game that I wasn't wanting to play. So it's just weird it's it's just a different it's just a different investment that somebody hit it big and they just happen to be listed right next to us on an exchange. Other than that, there's no relationship to the to those assets, you know.
8: Definitely. And I don't think a lot of them even stick around for, you know, more than one cycle if, if, if they even last a whole cycle, because I know with like Solana and Dodd and all these new ETH killers coming out, it, it almost seems like, you know, since the community just started, of course, the billionaires that just kind of got a hit and whiff of crypto, they want to get in on something more new to have a more firm supply. And unfortunately, I think Litecoin's been here for so long that it is decentralized to where, yeah, I know there's still a lot of manipulation, but there's not that much control by these new faces as there is into like these other coins like, you know, Solana, where you got Elyri, Chamath, and all these literally billionaires promoting it now. So you could imagine they're promoting it not because of the system itself, it's just because their bags and their big fat supply of it. So I think that's another thing to always be appreciative about with Litecoin is because like like we've all been saying, even if you know we don't have that big of a pop compared to others, we know our coin's not going to completely crash or the system's not going to be anywhere in a few more years down the line like other coins. Because I remember back in 2017... One of the biggest things that was shocking too is when coins hit their top, like XRP, uh, NEO, and a few other ones, those coins went straight fucking down, like immediately 40%, had barely any retracement, and they just kind of flooded down to the dumps. To whereas Litecoin, Bitcoin, Dash, and a few other coins, you know, they did waves to make you think, oh, are, are we coming back up? Because you know, they have that solid foundation and community that people still wanted to buy thinking it was going higher rather than, oh, this is a shit point completely. I need to get out and leave.
7: <laughs> people should look at another good thing too, people should look at um Litecoin and Bitcoin as like as like the base. So when people make money on like Shiba or, you know, Doge or you know, Solana or some of this crazy stuff you know i tell people I'm like, hey home run man awesome you, you know you, you know you made a great move swap into some litecoin <laughs> or swap into some bitcoin and uh, that's
3: how that's what you, i do that's usually
7: usually people always ask me this after something pumped usually 30 or 60 days later when i see him again they're like oh hey johnny man yeah you yeah you were right man like Litecoin's coins up like that coin I was in it's it's down big now how did you know I'm like how did I know I'm like you know like it was it was up so big and it's got no foundation but I think we should just be you know Litecoin community is good because we're we're pretty like open-minded people and um but always embrace what people are doing I say and just uh just say hey awesome man you're in cryptos home run now let's Let's get let's get you up to the big leagues and show you how to use Bitcoin and Litecoin. Yeah, (laughs) I I would say too, always challenge people too. A lot of people say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I you know, you know, they tell you that that they know it. And I'm like, Really? I'm like, all right, can you do a transaction? And like most people can't. So I'm like, all right, well, like, hey, I'm like, why not why don't you just like why don't you learn how to do a transaction? Learn how to at least use this stuff because there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity to make too putting your crypto to work, being able to move your crypto around. I know, you know, I know it's controversial in this in this group in here, but you want to get involved with DeFi and fund some liquidity pools, do some yield farming, fund some lending markets and stuff. So there's a lot of money to be made. That if you know just if you're confident with knowing how to move coins around, you can make that money. So, I think that's another cool thing to show people. So, I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody.
0: All right. Anybody else want to come up? It's been, uh, we filled in the room pretty good.
2: I'll um I'll kind of ask another question. So I hear you guys, you yeah. know, you guys are saying um Litecoin and Bitcoin for sure, right? Like you know, they're 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 here to stay. They're going to be sticking around long term. So are you so just to clarify, do you not feel that way about Ethereum?
4: No, Ethereum's here
7: to stay. Uh, yeah,
4: no, it's not a, a winner take all game. They, they uh even some of these other chains, like Avalanche, for example, make really good second layer solutions for Ethereum. So, no, no way Ethereum's going away. It, it it's a key to all this too. But there, it's not a winner take all game. I don't know.
3: I think
1: everybody's on a
3: team. Each person, each you know, each market, and each asset has got a key of what they're doing in the space of crypto of the whole picture
7: exactly and ethereum litecoin and bitcoin are here to stay i mean we're uh, this is obviously a litecoin um group so we're talking about litecoin um we don't a lot of us don't really know ethereum that well but one thing i will tell you it does look to me like ethereum's pretty pumped up relative to bitcoin or litecoin because um i always say Forget looking at the coin as far as U.S. dollar price goes. Pair the coins versus each other. So what I mean, how many Bitcoins equal how many Ethereum? How many Bitcoins equal how many Litecoins? How many Litecoins equal how many Ethereum? And if you can pair, do those pairings, then you can see, hey, what's, undervalued or what's overvalued right now so using that um, kind of logic right now Litecoin is the most undervalued Bitcoin would be kind of neutral and Ethereum would be the most overvalued if we if we rewind and we went back to 2019 uh, spring of 2019 um, summer of 2019 Litecoin was overvalued at the time Uh, Again, Bitcoin is probably neutral. Ethereum was undervalued. And because that all based on the ratios relative to one another and historical data. So a lot of people think, hey, Litecoin's kind of been suppressed. It's due for a breakout. And it may not be a breakout necessarily in terms of US dollar value. We may go into a deflationary spike event I'm talking about where the crypto market tanks, and maybe a lot of value goes into Litecoin, and Litecoin doesn't go up much in U.S. dollar terms on the short term, but it gains a lot of value compared to other cryptos. Um, All I'm saying is compare the cryptos relative to one another, and that's a good metric to use and that's a good way to navigate the whole crypto ecosystem because you always got to remember one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, one Litecoin equals one Litecoin. So I, I like to tell a story of how you can turn a little into a lot without putting in any more um, U.S. dollars. So like say you take – a, say you take um, – you you want to buy a Bitcoin right now and you say, hey, you know what? Um Man, I can't spend fifty grand on a on a Bitcoin. I'm gonna buy a hundred Litecoin's, which I don't know the price price of Litecoin right now is what hundred and sixty five dollars, give or take. So cost you sixteen thousand five hundred. Well, you could time it and wait and wait for Litecoin to gain ground back on Bitcoin. Swap your Swap your 100 Litecoin. Swap your 100 Litecoins into Bitcoin when the ratio moves, and if you just wait for a a hundred to one ratio, which it's went, it goes around that ratio all the time. Then you would get one Bitcoin for your money, putting in sixteen thousand five hundred dollars today. Now, if you said, "Hey, I don't want to go back into," You know, I don't want to go back to the fiat, yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, I'm going to keep the Bitcoin, right? So, you keep that Bitcoin. Then, all of a sudden, you wait. The ratio drops back. You swap back into Litecoin when the ratio is back around what it is now. Probably sometime after the next Litecoin having, after the next Bitcoin having, And and we go into another type of, you know, bear market, bull market cycle. You could swap back and end up with 300 Litecoins back, Um when you started out with 100 litecoins putting in, then you could swap back and end up with more than 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 one bitcoin that you originally had. So you see where I'm going with this. You keep swapping back and forth, gaining your kind of real estate in this crypto ecosystem. That's how I would look at it if I was you. Especially yet people are younger. Don't look at the U.S. dollar. Um, you know, that you're making right now. It's a long-term game. And remember, it's so hard to predict U.S. dollar price because they're manipulating the U.S. dollar and all fiat currencies, not just U.S. dollar. Um, There's no limit to how high the price of Bitcoin or Litecoin go because there's no limit to the amount of fiat currency that they're going to create. So, I mean, the price of Bitcoin... I mean, it could be millions of dollars a coin by, you know, in the next 10 years. But it probably won't be millions of dollars in today's spending power. It'll just be because they've ruined the currency so much and they've created so much money. So that's why I say just pair the coins versus each other. Get that metric down and you'll always kind of like... You'll always kind of be able to like see straight because we could go into times of hyperinflationary periods and you might seem like it's so euphoric with your crypto gains, but uh, you at least want to be able to think straight. So I don't know, guys, chew, yeah, on, think chew about, on that for a while. No, I mean, think about the
0: guys that bought Bitcoin and stacked like 500 of them back in 2013. And they said, you know what? I'm just gonna hold on to these things. Like nobody can get them. Like the, there's only so many, right? That's the, that's the appeal of these two assets, Bitcoin and Litecoin. I want to answer your question about Ethereum. I think Ethereum will be around. I think if Ethereum goes to proof of stake, it starts to become just another number. I look at assets and I say, what do they do that's unique to every other asset? In the world. And if Ethereum becomes a proof of stake asset, just like Polka Dot and Solana, where's the differentiation? Or why do they what what makes them different than Coinbase creating a marketplace? Because that's what Ethereum is. It's this marketplace, this ability to become a they're kind of the intermediary. They're the fee collector for all these different platforms they can create. And if they don't offer anything that's unique then why would i pay $200 gas fees or whatever it is or why even bother with them why not just use a some sort of accredited regulated uh company so what bitcoin and litecoin have is they're at least 10 years old they have you know litecoins 100% uptime they are tried and true and as time goes on they will continue to be more and more trusted so that's why that's why I have faith in those two, and probably even, you know, because Tux is in the crowd. He always talks about Monero. I think Monero is developing that same level of long-term asset class. Like it's it's got a purpose. It's got a unique capability. It's been around a long time, and so I think that's that's. But that's my investment philosophy. Not to say you can't catch fire with a bunch of other things. And stack more Litecoin and Bitcoin. But that's why I say those two assets, Bitcoin and Litecoin. We,
7: we have to look at them different too, I think, because um, Bitcoin and Litecoin are money. Ethereum yep. and a lot of this other stuff are platforms. It's a tech platform. It's like, so, eBay. It's like eBay for digital assets. That's the best yeah, way but, to look at it. it so a I, it's a And size. I think we should be bullish on both. I'm bullish on Bitcoin and Litecoin as money um you know monero's cool too i mean you could throw that in there like definitely like you're saying has a has a good use case has that real privacy um foothold carved out but uh those are those are your money but there is a lot of value obviously in this blockchain tech and these different tech layers and stuff that's being built out and uh so I'm bullish on it all. I just I don't look at them the same way. I look at um, again. I don't look at a lot of this stuff that's cryptocurrencies. They're not even in the same league as Bitcoin and Litecoin. It's like yeah, it's cool. It's like a it's like a tech play or this or that or you know there's a company behind it. I'm like it's not a, it's not a money. It's so much different.
2: Yeah, you guys brought up uh, uh, two great ways of looking at it because the reason I brought up Ethereum uh, because you know I'm in I'm you know I'm in I'm into Ethereum I'm into Litecoin and when we saw this dip uh, in price uh, across all cryptos really uh, a couple days ago you know when Bitcoin dropped like what was it like 10 or like 11k whatever it was of all to take a big hit including Litecoin Ethereum has bounced back like pretty strong after that like it i like i think Litecoin was around i want to see, you know it was like anywhere from like 200 to 215 when when the dip happened a couple of days ago Bitcoin was at like 60,000 Ethereum was at like I think it was like, like 4, 47, 46, uh, hundred. I could, I could be wrong. You know, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but it's, it, it dropped down to around 3,900. Now it's, you know, it's already back around, you know, 44, 45, you know, so it, it's definitely, you know, it's had a healthy bounce back. So that's like what, what I was, I was looking at. I wasn't even thinking about what you guys were thinking about, especially Johnny with the, uh, You know, how you said to look at Bitcoin, like how many Litecoins is one Bitcoin and so on and so forth. But I was just looking more of how quickly Ethereum has has been able to bounce back in such a short period of time, just the last couple of days.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, a lot of that's the utility with it and and what Ethereum does. Um, You got to look at the NFT side of it. The NFTs are traded heavily with it, Ethereum, and that plays in a part of it.
7: Yeah, he's, he's 100% right. Um, I think right now, all eyes are on Ethereum. It's kind of been Ethereum's year. So like I said, um, if you're in Ethereum, great. Um, you know... Hell, I think if you're in Ethereum, it'd be smart to swap some of it into Litecoin. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> at the, at these ratios, my God, just do, just do a chart of historical data, um, Ethereum to Litecoin ratio. You can even go to Google and look it up and, and you'll see what I mean. Um, but, um, you know, I would just be patient and, um, you know, again... Litecoin obviously isn't going anywhere. Litecoin is considered a BLCA. Litecoin is more regulatory clarity than Ethereum. Now, obviously, the powers to be like Ethereum. We know that. Um, they show it on the TV all the time. So we know that they like it. But regardless of that, Litecoin is a BLCA. What that means is a Bitcoin like crypto asset. The IMF has even referenced this in a paper they did on I'm blockchain. I'm gonna find tech. it and post it. Hold on. And so that's big. And they you know, they reference Litecoin specifically as a BLC. They said Litecoin is a Bitcoin like crypto asset. These are cryptocurrencies that have the most clarity because they're not controlled by any any entity, yada yada yada, no no pre-mine, all that's all that stuff. So you know, Litecoin is um, there's a cost to creation. That's it's a commodity. So you gotta always remember that too. The crypto that you're looking at, is there a cost of production or cost of creation? Most coins, a lot of coins out there are coins that are released on another network they're not even their own blockchain a lot of half the coins out there are probably ethereum based tokens of some in some way shape or form so they're running on the ethereum network um are they a good coin no they have all the ethereum fees to worry about um (laughs) so you know take that for for what it's worth
2: I'm just to backtrack a little bit of what you said earlier. I'm glad that you brought that up because I I literally joined the space tonight because I was contemplating exactly what you said. I was thinking of transferring some of my Ethereum into Litecoin. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. I I, I kind of maybe you could elaborate more on that for me if you if you don't mind because you know I'm I'm you know far less experience when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But I was thinking about transferring some of my Ethereum into Litecoin. And maybe if you could just touch back on that a little bit, I'd appreciate that.
7: Yeah, I mean you you could um instead of selling, um, I you know, I tell P- I could never tell anybody to sell Litecoin or sell because 'cause I'm in into dollars. I but I would tell people, hey, swap them back and forth. Meaning take your litecoin and convert it into bitcoin or take your bitcoin convert it into litecoin in this case take ethereum and convert it into litecoin how do you do it you could do it a number of different ways if you're if you have the crypto in an exchange you can if it's an exchange like coinbase i think you could just swap directly in the coinbase app you could go through a swap service like um changely or change angel and how you use a service like that, you just you just, you just create a transaction. You say, hey, I want to swap one Ethereum for Litecoin. And what it'll do is it'll show you the exchange rate. And then it'll bring up a, it'll have you input your Litecoin address you want to receive the coins at. And then you would go to hit next. And they would bring up an Ethereum address and say, "Please send one Ethereum to the, the following address." And then you would send your Ethereum over, and it would convert it and swap it and send the Litecoin to your wallet. So you could do it. You could do it a number of different ways to swap back and forth. Um, you could go through certain Dexes, decentralized exchanges. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what I mean. is just instead of going into dollars. You're just taking money from one asset and converting it into another asset.
0: Yeah. Extend your time frame, Nick. That's, a, that's my only advice to you. Like I get everybody, you know, everybody's got to make it. It's easy. It's hard to get out of the fiat mindset, but just think long term. Like you're in no rush. And if, and if the, uh, if you think, oh, maybe I should swap some Ethereum into Litecoin, and you don't, and Litecoin runs, and you miss it, like it's not the end of the world, right? You're you're in this crypto space, and you're in this, you're here right now listening to this stuff. You're light years beyond so many people. Like, there's no people aren't they have blinders on? Oh, like, they don't the, get yeah, what's going on, it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. It,
0: and that's what happens with time i think anybody who might be in here has been here for been doing crypto for three four five years that time frame starts you're like i've seen it all before i mean the other night when everything was like collapsing it's almost like you just kind of giggle you're just like oh my god here we go again <laughs> you just imagine all the panic and
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: and the meltdowns in your brain. You're just like, oh my god! It's just, it's funny to watch after walks.
2: You've just been through it, and you're like, it'll come back.
0: Yeah. it always
2: does, right? Yeah, whenever something like that, like whenever we get those huge dips, I always think, why doesn't this ever happen the opposite way? You know, you know, like Litecoin goes down forty dollars. How come it never goes up forty dollars? But you know, I know that's like, you know, it's crazy to think, but I just look, yeah.
7: look at everything as an opportunity. I would say so. Um. You know, if the market um, dips, and say you had some crypto gains, and you're a trader out there, well, I would buy and sell um, back and forth because you could write off your gains. Because in crypto, there's they don't have like that wash trading rule because it's how it's like because it's a commodity. So that's one strategy you can use. Another thing too, if the market dips, a lot of altcoins will dip a lot more than bitcoin um so you can sometimes sometimes you can go altcoin shopping and then try to time a swap back you can do all different types of things like that so i always say look at the market dipping as an opportunity rather than a uh, a bad thing because you you make your moves when the you always want to make your moves when the market goes down and then it's kind of like, I guess, ride in a wave. You sit back and then you let it, let it like take in, I guess, and let it, you know what I mean? But you got to put in the work to, to get there, um, to be in the right position.
0: All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, while well, we got a little dead space here. Um, I do want to do two things. I got a decent crowd here. One is uh, Litecoin foundation has been actually really very cool to us at the underground. They today, without even my prompting shared that, Hey, we're gonna have this space again tonight. Um, and they've been, you know what, they do a lot of great things. So I'm trying to get a discount code for the underground here from, uh, from them for their shop. But if you're doing Christmas shopping, you want to buy some shirts and stuff. Go to the Litecoin Foundation. I have no affiliation with them, but they're doing all the hard work. And so go buy some shirts, buy some stickers. They've got one thing they have that was really cool. I didn't realize they had. And if anybody has any experience with this, is some of their cold storage options. There was one called, like, the safe. Hang on. Johnny, I'm betting you know about this thing. The safe pal. pal. Yeah. Okay, explain that to me because that thing looks fucking
7: sweet i I just know the name i'll (laughs) tell you the truth i don't i don't off the top of my head i don't know much about it just think it's some type of hardware wallet but it's like you
0: carry it with you and it has a camera so you can spend money out of it Um, yeah it's
7: probably like um the ellie pal which i'm familiar with which ellie pal is a hardware wallet. You can carry it with you. It kind of looks almost like a little phone. Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, it's kind of what they call like air gapped, Meaning like it never, never plugs into a device. You actually, when you sign the trans, there's no internet connection on this thing whatsoever. So when you sign the transaction, like you scan QR codes back and forth and like, that's how you sign off on it. It's want to send a transaction out of there. Um, you know they definitely got some cool stuff though on the Litecoin um, Foundation site. So yeah, I you know they do a great job. Look, they all they do is want to market Litecoin, and um, they're not Litecoin, right? Um, a lot of times people get mad at them or this or that, and they're they're working unlimited funds. They're out there trying to help and push Litecoin adoption. And there's some type of, there's some type of entity that, you know, can at least have organized things and events and around Litecoin and Litecoin adoption, which is really cool. So I would say, hey, embrace what they do, support them. If you got want to buy some shirts or hardware devices, buy it from them. And um, yeah, that'd be cool if we can get some type of... Um, some type of discount code for the uh, the crew here. Yeah. That uh,
0: <laughs> well, they messaged me things. like a couple weeks ago, like, "Hey, just mention it." There's a Black Friday deal, and I forgot. and So
8: whatever. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I messaged them
0: tonight. I'm like, "Hey, just <laughs> send me another one, and I'll mention it." But I mentioned it. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's like, especially if if any of you let's. I mean, listen. If things go bananas here in the last three weeks of the year, uh. Peel some of your gains. Give them to the Litecoin Fund. I don't know if are they a 5013 C. Is that a charitable donation, Johnny? Do you know?
4: Uh, Aren't I don't you, think are they you involved are. with I... them?
0: Aren't you what? involved with them in some way, technically, or no?
7: No, I mean, I just um, I just would like help out at like events and stuff, and um, that they would be like a sponsor at. But I, I'm I never was like an official like um foundation member or anything like that. I I kind of always uh. I liked it because I looked at myself as like, well, I, I just do my own thing, Litecoin tech support. It's my own thing I made up. And it's um, kind of just goes to show the decentralization of Litecoin that, hey, I just did this thing all on my own. And um, I guess in the beginning when I started out with Litecoin adoption, I guess in a way it was kind of like a little little test I was doing where I said, let me... Let me see if anybody yells at me. I'm just going to do all this stuff around Litecoin and market Litecoin. Exactly. <laughs> it was, That's I, that was my thought for us. It was, like, it was my nobody... way of – I remember in the beginning people were like, oh, you better watch out and like, um, you know, like uh, you better watch out doing this with Litecoin. Like you might get in trouble or some, someone told me one day, I'm like, hey, maybe, maybe a Charlie Lee is going to get mad at you. And I was like, I don't think so. I think he's – you know, this is pretty sure it's a decentralized thing, but – But I just remember I was like, I was just, you know, just testing from all angles. And I was like, nah, nobody's, you know, know, (laughs) nobody said anything. And I was like, home run, man. This is, you know, this is super decentralized. That's, you know, that's the the cool thing that there's no, you know, something's decentralized. If you can do whatever you want and there's no company or anything that's going to get mad at you for doing it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You're not stealing their brand or something. Yeah, so you, know, like, you don't
7: you don't you don't have to check in with uh, with corporate, <laughs> make sure it's okay. You know. <laughs>